Miller. On this week's episode of Tiger Turf Talk, we host the co-owner of Greens Pro, Mr. Paul Hurst. What a phenomenal episode with such a great person. Um, he has so much to offer on insight into so many different things that are going on in the industry right now. Um, with his company, again, being a distribution company with all products for golf courses, sports fields, municipalities, all these different spaces, he's able to connect with many different people with many different needs and understand how to properly meet those needs while, again, growing a brand that we all know and love throughout this industry with Greenspro. Um, we get to discuss some of the different experiences had, some of the times that have been great, and discuss how social media has become such a big part of our industry and how he has been able to sort of get out there when it came to COVID, whether that was through his music, which we all know and love, or through little mini-series that he keeps coming up with, uh, with being a salesman or different things and just having fun with it. And that's what's great about him, and it's what's great about this episode is just being able to just talk about what's fun and what's good in this world world and we hope really um, that everyone enjoys it um, Paul we can't thank you enough and we're excited to see you out in San Diego this week um, we hope you enjoy this episode of Tiger Turf Talk and good afternoon and welcome to this episode of Tiger Turf Talk I'm your host Drew Miller with your co-host Sam Rui Today, we have on an absolutely incredible guest. I'm so excited to get to talk to you um, and with everything you have going on. Uh, we have the co-owner of Greens Pro, uh, Mr. Paul Hurst. How are you doing today, sir? Doing well. How are you guys? Oh, uh, you know, another day. Uh, it's getting a little bit warmer. We, we were had a, a, an Arctic freeze there for a bit, but it's getting up into the 30s. Yeah. You know, it's always nice. Uh, while Cold for week, Virginia. Next week, yeah. heading out to San Diego. I'm excited for that. Uh, 70 okay. degrees is nice, you know. Uh, I know, I know. Yeah, I'll see you out there. Yes, sir. I'm excited to meet you in person. Um, yeah, it'll be fun. So <clears throat> I kind of want to just get started off. I mean, with businesses and everything, there's always that what if, like going into mm -hmm. it and understanding sort of the, the pros versus cons and what you're doing. What was it for you that, uh, again, back when you started it, what was Greens Pro sort of inception? Why did you guys pursue it? And how has it been for you right. to sort of develop your business and to pursue this opportunity? Right. Well, 12 years ago is when we started Greens Pro. Uh, I had been trained and went to college to be a golf course superintendent. So I had spent almost 20 years working on a golf course. Uh, but uh, the guys that used to sell to me at the golf course had kind of an idea uh, that they wanted to start a supply company. And uh, I had an excellent job with a country club here in Belleville, Illinois, called St. Clair Country Club. Uh, very happy, uh, difficult job, as, as you guys well know. But uh, the opportunity to own a business uh, 12 years ago was, was really the main reason I left. I don't know if I would have left just to, to, to work for another company, uh, but the chance to own a business uh, I've definitely uh, tried a few businesses along the way, so I was certainly had the uh, ability to, to take that risk. Uh, I tell the story. We lied to the bank, told them we were building a pool, uh, and I ended up throwing that money into to be a partner at Greenspro. I like that. The pool. Yeah. We'll, we'll mm -hmm. Make sure we're <laughs> all coming, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 Hey, you got to roll the dice uh, if you're going to if you're going to. Try to be successful at some things sometimes. So, can you discuss um, twelve years ago what mm -hmm. your concerns were with starting it and what the ultimate goals for the company were? Right, it's a great question, Sam, because it's it's kind of hard to start a a distribution business that provides golf course protectants, fertilizers, because we didn't have anything to sell. Uh, we had had a prior history. I had worked briefly for a company before. Greens Pro called Turfgrass. Uh, so we had some relationships with some of the large suppliers like Syngenta, Bayer, BASF, Griggs, Nature Safe, Lebanon, uh, Syngenta. Uh, but the most difficult part of starting a distribution business, particularly serving uh, the green industry, is uh, you have to get tr contracts with these large companies. Uh, that allow you to sell their products. So it's almost a privilege to be able to sell 
some of the product for these larger companies. Um, fortunately, we had a sales history, a book of business uh, between uh, my partnership. Uh, and also we had good credit uh, that we built uh, along the way. Uh, but we did have a number of companies that jumped right on board with us early. So that was very nice. Griggs Brothers was one of them. Uh, Anderson's Fertilizer was an another one. Precision uh, was another one. So uh, yeah, that, that was a big challenge to to be able to have companies that would allow you to sell their product. What was that sort of like, again, when it comes to challenges and whatnot, how are you able to um, make those relationships? And I know you're really big on this throughout uh, your social media presence, understand the importance of relationships with, again, mm -hmm. not just the companies themselves, but the people that you, again, connect with so that the companies do right. come on board. <clears throat> what has it been like for you and also relationships? Right. What's the timeline for this? Are you getting all these contracts within the first year? Uh, contracts came a year after we got started. Uh, and I mean, uh, to be a full-fledged distributor, uh, that took about a year. And that had a lot to do with, uh, you know, were we able to be able to get the business to cross over from, from turf grass to greens pro? Uh, so that took a little bit of time. But as far as the relationships, I think that was something I started when I first uh, got out of college. I went to the University of Missouri and did get my, my degree in plant science. Uh, but that started very early uh, as an assistant superintendent. Uh, and I would try to volunteer for as many things as possible, try to get to know guys, listen to the sales reps when they came in. I would go to association meetings. Uh, I did a lot of writing for the newsletter. Uh, which I am now editor of our, our association newsletter. So I think building relationships, I know it's cliche, but networking and introducing yourself to as many people as possible, attending events is critical. So what, and again, you sort of touched on it there. Um, I'm really curious again, being of the turf industry and specifically mm -hmm. golf, what from your past experiences were you able to bring along to again develop the the business to where it's at now? Um, right. Especially because again, when we're talking about a plant science degree and all that, you're not really getting much business like background right. in it. So, right. what right. exactly were you able to take from those experiences, whether it was budgeting and whatnot, um, right. and bringing that into again the business side of working with professionals that you already know? Because again, you've been in mm -hmm. that sort of um, zone in that area of knowledge right. you know, of needs of those superintendents. I, I think the most critical thing is when you, if you are going to start a business, you should have some business training. You should possibly have had some experience running a business. I'm very fortunate. One of my partners is a, uh, is a uh, CPA uh, and he runs the entire business. I, you know, me saying I'm a business owner is it, it is true but the bulk of what I do is, is relationships. I'm not actually running the business. We have a very qualified individual who's been in the turf grass distribution business for over 20 years. And he is the, you know, he pulls all the levers and, and allows us sales guys to go out and, and move products. So step one, uh, if you don't know anything about business, I would learn something and, and maybe learn from somebody who has a successful company or step two, make sure you're in, you're in partnership with, with someone who understands the ins and outs of running a business. But as far as transitioning, I, I think the street credibility that you have as a golf course superintendent or an assistant is critical if you want to go on and try to sell product within that industry. Uh, I think it's a very difficult step for someone who has no experience on a golf course to sell to people who work on golf courses. So coming out of college, it, at 19, 20, 21, 22, and going directly into sales, it could be done. Uh, but there's a lot to, 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 to be said about having some street cred or some street knowledge about what goes on at a facility uh, so you can present them with solutions for problems that they may have. So you just mentioned about your experience working at a golf course and how it helps you. Um, what exactly do you feel that, how do I say this? What aspects of it do you feel give you an advantage in the sales side of things? I just think you have to know the ins and outs of, of managing a golf course, whether it's 
with employees, whether it's types of products that you use, timing, seasons, understanding how to uh, what pounds per acre means, understanding what ounces per thousand means, understanding what AI means. Uh, but having all those skills that you learned while working on a golf course, a lot of those do transition into uh, selling to guys who work on golf courses. Uh, but certainly working with the products you sell, knowing what it means to calibrate, what it means to fertilize, what it means to, 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 to all those things is critical into selling. When you were a superintendent, did you see uh, salespeople out there who didn't really know what they were talking about? Yes, a lot. Sam just throwing them under the bus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, gosh. There weren't a lot. I mean, you know, I think sales, there, there's not an approach. I, I think it's a lot like being a, a superintendent. You know, you're going to work for several guys or gals, and you're going you're gonna to have your approach based on who you've worked for. It may not be the same as your first boss, but you, you may take a little bit from the first boss, the second boss. But I certainly took the things I liked about guys that called on me. I've tried to make that into the type of uh, sales guy that I am. So you just learn along the way, no different than your relationships in life. I think you gravitate towards the ones that you like and, and ones that you don't like, you, you try to stay away from. With everything, you know, when it comes to distrib distribution and everything, um, mm -hmm. how big have you grown and what has it been like again, seeing from when you first started, I think it was 2010, um, mm -hmm. year one, and then growing from there and where you are now, again, having such a presence in the industry as a whole, you know, um, what has it been like for you and how have you guys right. sort of taken those steps to further the business along? Right. You know, Greenspro has grown. Uh, our footprint, uh, eastern Kansas, uh, southern Kansas City, uh, the state of Missouri, uh, central Illinois, southern Illinois, a, a little bit of Indiana, uh, northwestern Arkansas. So our footprint isn't huge. Uh, so the business, we've, we've stayed local. I say we have an office here in, in Missouri, St. Louis, and then we also have one in Southwest Missouri near Marshfield or Springfield. Uh, but we've added, since we started the business, we've added two, and actually we've added three. So we have three sales guys over that 12 years. But was really fortunate to two of my business partners, Mark Slaughter and Rich Carlson, were very, very talented, had a very, very, uh, very good sized book of business. Uh, so Growth has been slow, but it's been steady. Uh, we haven't had any huge ramp up of growth. It's just been a nice, a nice growth over the last 12 years. So and I, I, I really wouldn't say we have plans to, to conquer the United States. Uh, <laughs> I think we want to, yeah, we want to keep our, our products and our brand uh, is tight. Uh, I think sometimes when you get, you get big, you get, you get diluted and maybe you, maybe you lose that edge. So, but right now I think we're pretty happy with what we got going on. For sure. And I, I couldn't agree with you more on the diluted part. You know, it's hard to reach further and further when you're just trying to, again, accomplish what your business plan and everything is, you know? Um, right. And if that, again, my thing is always with our kids, I'm always like, you can go and do what you want in this industry. And if it's, uh, being a golf course superintendent in a town where there's 500 people like, and you're, you're great with that and you want to do that. That's great. You know, if you don't want a business that's like, again, massive, there's no need for that. If you're happy with what you're doing, you know? Right. Um, now something else that you really have, uh, again, sort of incorporated into the business and it's mm -hmm. it definitely become a big part of our industry and our world for that matter, uh, is social media, you know, a lot mm -hmm. of different things, have come to, again, sort of the forefront of communication, putting out good information, putting out for a business, I mean, products, understanding what you're doing as a, as a business. What has it been like for you becoming a part of, again, such a big part of our industry? And again, I think I was reading it's uh, your number 14th on the uh, influencer list, if that's correct. Uh, I, think I, actually, I, I think it was 19, but my, uh, my fault. 
we'll we'll make it 14th we're switching it up we'll let we'll let them know (laughs) so again like that that's a lot to do and i love the stuff you put out because there's mini series and stuff and it's just great Mm -hmm. information and great stuff for people to learn from what has that been like for you to your inspiration to do that you know it's a it's such a great thing that a lot of people benefit from right uh you know that's kind of new i've really only been doing that since covid uh, so that'd be, I guess we're working on two years that's, right that's now. Part, that's crazy. It's two years. Already. Yeah. 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 It's two years. So, you know, my wife and I started doing the, uh, the music videos. We did 50 at the lockdown and that that's probably where it got started. And, uh, it was just kind of a random thing that was encouraged by one of my business partners, actually the CFO, Jeff, Jeff Baxter suggested we do that. You know, and we did it, and I guess back then I, I thought it was kind of well received, but I had no idea uh, that it was as well received as it was. Uh, so that was the the music part, which Christy and I still do. We play a ton of music still. We're actually going to be in San Diego playing music, which is cool. That's awesome. Uh, but the the sales video part which has been out of control uh, and a ton of fun was I was inspired by a, I have to be careful saying this. I was inspired. I had watched another company do a sales video and it was very cliche and it was, (laughs) Hey, buy my, buy my stuff. Yeah. This is why my stuff is so well. And that hard sell approach for me is really, kind of a turnoff, even when I was buying products. So I wanted to kind of poke fun at myself. I wanted to poke fun at the business, poke more fun at myself, and then also kind of poke fun at the, you know, different idiosyncrasies of, of the people that buy product from Greens Pro and across, across, you know, the, uh, across the world now, which is crazy. And I got to throw in the hat thing, you know, I got to give, uh, I got to give Brian Grill, uh, Turf Beard, I kind of stole his idea. I didn't steal it. I just kind of, you know. It's a common idea. No theft was occurring. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but no, that that social media thing has been, it all kind of culminated in in South Carolina this, this fall where Christy and I had developed all these relationships with these people through Twitter which I really thought were just fake, not even fake, but, you know, just kind of, I don't know, kind of surface relationships. And then sure enough, we all get to South Carolina and it was like a high school reunion. It was crazy. So anyway, that's fortunately, what's, yeah, yeah sorry, go that's ahead. what's crazy about the industry. You know, it's just kind of like that, you know, so sorry to interrupt. Yeah, no, I've, I've been very fortunate the uh the trolls and the criticism and the shots have been have been very limited so uh as with starting a business and social media uh there's always a risk right so what has your 2021 been like since uh fertilizer and seed have been so scarce and how have you overcome that as a distributor you know what sam i think what i've learned is that I have to be as transparent and honest with our customers as possible. Uh, And if there's an issue with supply, if there's an issue with inventory, I try to let them know as soon as possible. Uh, I try to be very transparent uh, with pricing of things like seed and fertilizer, which are more commodity based, uh, which means the price is going to fluctuate all the time. Uh, but we've been very fortunate. Lebanon has been incredible getting us product. Anderson's and Knox have done well. Uh, so we've been very blessed to not have a surplus of those products, which is actually good business, uh, but have the right amount. Uh, so, you know, we, we got our seed a little late this fall, uh, but, you know, it worked out fine. We still got a little bit of fescue in the barn, a little bit of ryegrass. And then this spring, uh, there's been some real, real fluctuations in the price of urea, uh, which has made pricing fertilizer difficult this spring. 
was going to ask, how has that been for you? I mean, when it comes to pricing and again, meeting the needs of the customers, how has it been received? Again, sort of, obviously you can't buy a product and sell for less, you know, obviously, hopefully people understand that, you know, right. when it comes to right. demand and everything, what has that been like right. again with the relationships you've created and your, your customers mm -hmm. and everything, what has it been to again, Hey, I need you to understand we're fluctuating with the market and everything. This is sort of what's happening. Um, what has that been like for you? And again, creating that again, positive environment in such a time where things right. are changing right. all the time. Like you said, it's been up and down with urea and whatnot. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a couple of things have happened with, with guys budgets. I think there's line items. And if a guy has $5,000 for seed, he's going to spend that 5,000, whether it's on 80 bags or whether it's on 40. So that, that, that's something I found out that happened this fall. I wasn't having guys necessarily buy more. They were just spending and buying what they could. Uh, at the same time, this spring especially, uh, these golf courses, country clubs, athletic fields, universities, park districts have had really, really good years. And they are very, they've been very open and active with uh, making sure that they are getting the products that they need. Uh, and I think they understand, I think everybody understands that things are just a little bit more expensive right now. Uh, but, but fortunately to this point, people have been, been very, very understanding. And I don't think they're going to sacrifice, uh, you know, on, on some of these, on some of these things. And that was leading into my next question was uh -huh. with, with everything, I mean, COVID obviously is awful. It's still here. I always make sure I say that because I don't want people to be like, oh, you're saying right. it's not here. Right. Um, but golf courses, I mean, it was a boom when it came to the amount of play, the amount of needs. Uh, I mean, obviously, budgets probably went up a smidge because obviously you have more money because of the play, right? Um, was there an influx of sort of, again, purchasing uh, orders and whatnot. And again, a lot of people think that the seed shortage and all that is caused by COVID, which from what I've understood, it was happening beforehand because again, obviously the droughts and the wildfires on the West coast, what has that right. been like? Uh, and have you seen sort of an influx and do you see it coming back down or staying up or sorry, if that doesn't make sense. But, no, no, yeah. no, no, it makes total sense. You know, there hasn't been, I wouldn't say that the the growth of golf or the popularity of golf has equated to more sales for Greens Pro or any other supply company. What I have seen is I've seen the our AR, you know, people paying their bills on time. Uh, that has been a that's been a positive change. Uh, I think I've seen more golf courses invest in bunkers equipment. Uh, you know, tennis courts, paddle ball courts, updates to the to the dining room. Uh, I, I think all along, fortunately, with supply, no different than sugar, flour, water. You know, those are things that have to be replaced. And and I've been blessed that I sell that because guys buy that every year. Whereas equipment. Bunkers, irrigation, hey, let's patch it up this year. Let's see if we can make it another year or so. But I've definitely seen uh, more golf courses spending money on bunkers, spending money on equipment and clubhouse improvements. So, you know, bills are, I think, are getting paid uh, quicker. I think it's probably what I would tell you what I've seen from the influx of, of more people playing golf. Gotcha. Um, yeah. And again, I, I'm, I'm curious about this question because again, you have such a unique um, sort of idea on the industry. And again, you mm -hmm. serve more than just golf courses. You serve mm -hmm. uh, municipalities and sports turf and all that. Right. At overarching again, sort of everyone in turf grass, what do you see mm -hmm. sort of the state of the industry and where we're going here in the next maybe decade um, moving forward, whether it's again, needs of superintendents, whether that's the, right. the pay, whatever sort of overarching concept of the industry, not just, again, selling products, but the people that you sort of serve in mm -hmm. this industry and in this space. Right. right. I think the overwhelming, excuse me, the overwhelming topic that guys bring up to me on a daily basis is labor. And the need for skilled labor, uh, the need for educated labor, uh, the need for 
all kinds of, of, of labor. I mean, guys that are on the crew, whether it's college students, whether it's retired folks. But I think there's a huge opportunity, Sam, uh, for young men and young women like yourself uh, to get a two-year or four-year degree in turf grass and then get yourself in a great position with a, with a, with a, with a great golf course or an excellent athletic field or a park district that has a leader that's interested in your success. And uh, I'm hearing that the availability of internships, the number of assistant superintendent jobs that are available, there's two superintendent jobs here in St. Louis right now that are good paying jobs. And I mean, good by probably $75,000 a year to start. Uh, so I, I think that's the biggest crisis that the industry is facing right now is, is labor in general, skilled, highly skilled labor. And also I would say, you know, entry level labor as well. You're down at the uh, SFMA conference, mm -hmm. everyone was saying they were talking about labor. It's a industry wide problem right now. Huh? Yep. I hear it every day. And the funny thing is, is these guys are now paying, you know, 15, 16 bucks an hour for summer help and they still can't, they still can't get it. I think that's the biggest issue we've had in society, not just again, skilled labor, skilled, anything in any industry right now has to compete with the Wawa's and the, all this again, super convenient things for kids nowadays. They're paying 18, 19 bucks an hour. And I'm just sitting here like, how are we supposed to compete with that? You know, it's right. and I, my thing with our kids. I always tell them, I said, um, you're young. You need to figure out what it is you want to do. If you're interested in doing this, you need to experience it now so that you can not again, spend uh, anywhere from 50 to a hundred thousand dollars on your college education and make right. that decision now. Um, and save money that way instead of trying to get the money now, which again is not going to do much for you in the long run. Um, so we have a really great relationship with uh, a lot of the superintendents in our area. Um, usually we have anywhere from like 30 to 50 kids uh, working on courses. Um, so That's awesome. it's been, it's been great. And they are actually presenting at GIS. Well, I, we, my I kids were it. supposed to come, but like with COVID we kind of right. backed off, but I have alumni who are going to be presenting with me who are going with okay. uh, their school. So it'll be interesting. We're this, everything. What you just said is what we're talking about. So, right. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Hopefully it's well received. We'll see. Um. <laughs> I, th I think it will be. There's, there's uh, there's an ear right now uh, for that and recruiting, young men and young women to, to fulfill some of these jobs is, is going to be critical for the success down the road of the business. Absolutely. I couldn't agree with you more. And that's what we do here. So hopefully it's making someone impact, but right, uh, right, right. with everything, uh, something that I always, again, sort of focused on when I was starting off in our program was branding, you know, having mm -hmm. a name to what we're doing so that people not just in our school, but in our community, in our area. And, and now we're somewhat national. I shouldn't, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything. No. But again, trying to build that. And you've done right. that with Greens Pro. You know, everyone knows Greens Pro, the hats, everything. What has yeah. it been for you <laughs> that is so critical to your business? Again, sort of developing that brand and having that awareness in the industry. You know, Andrew, I wish... I knew what I was doing two years ago when we, when we kind of started doing the Twitter thing. Uh, I did it more when we were, we were singing just to be singing and having fun. I think everybody was bored out of their minds. You couldn't go anywhere. But all of a sudden, it was nice that little old Greenspro was beginning to get some recognition. I mean, everybody's heard of Harold's. Everybody's heard of Simplot. Everybody's heard of, of Site One. Uh, and it's been nice that a locally owned yet powerful, in fact, I would argue the most powerful distributorship in central Missouri is a mom and pop operation. And uh, I still think mom and pop resonates. I still think relationships, quality service, all those things still resonate with the, with the customers that, that Greens Pro serves. Uh, I never really, maybe the branding 
was just part of the growth of, of what I wanted to do on Twitter, which is absolute nitwittery, as you know, Andrew. Uh, I never want to be taken too serious. I never want to sell product. Maybe all I ever wanted to do was kind of put on display the comedy of sales, the sometimes absolute over-seriousness of growing grass, and just, just bring some levity to the ugliness that, that, that Twitter really can be. And if I ever get serious and I'm really trying to sell something, and there's nothing against selling things, it's just not my MO. I want to have fun and I want people to laugh and be like, hey, I'd like to have a beer with that dude from Greensboro. I love the, the latest video where you were so serious. And then you're like, Van Halen is yeah, way yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> you know why? Because nobody cares what I think about COVID or politics or religion, or nitrogen, or boron, or anything that, that takes intelligence to understand. But Van Halen, I can talk about all day long. So, I really like that approach to advertising. I wish a lot of companies were more like that. Yeah. Uh, well, Sam, so Sam I, I'd love to tell you that all these videos have, have turned into major sales for Greensboro, but they haven't. So, so. it works. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's just... Uh, I tell you what, Tim Krieger, uh, the guy out of, out of Carolinas, he had a hashtag when we were in South Carolina and he kept talking about that people need people. And to me, that's what Twitter has, has been. Beyond the branding, beyond the opportunities to play music in three different states now, which is cool, it has really been meeting guys like you, Sam, and guys like you, Andrew, and if I ever run into you in person, I can give you a high five or a bro hug. And it's, 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 it's really cool. So it's weird. Right. I think pe people talk about how the, your generation, Sam, doesn't understand how to, the, 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 the internet has, has taken the, the, the being personal thing with friendships. And it's weird for me, the stupid phone has created more friendships than I could ever dream of. So anyway. All right, a little more fun question now. Yeah. What's your, I, well, I know Mr. Miller's favorite part of the industry, he says it to us in class all the time, is how close it is. Right. But uh, if you have any of uh, your favorite part of the industry or your favorite experience with some people in the industry or maybe a right. fun story. Right. I'll, I'll do two ways. So what, what I miss the most when I was a golf course superintendent was that feeling on Friday afternoon of accomplishment and it was, you, you could grasp it. You could see it. Your back hurt from it. I miss that feeling of accomplishment that, that I used to have uh, on Saturday morning or Friday afternoon when the, when, we, when the golf course would be in good shape. Uh, I also miss my daily interaction with young men like yourself. I had a bunch of guys that used to work for me in college, and the guys were hilarious. I mean, it was just, it was a lot of fun. So I miss that. On that end, uh, but on the sales side, I would have to say the growth and success of Greenspro has been a lot of fun, uh, creating a brand, creating a reputation uh, I've enjoyed. And then the there's a lot of freedom that comes when you work for yourself. There's a lot of responsibility, but there's also a lot of freedom, and that's been wonderful as well. And I would probably say this sounds silly, but I've never felt when we went to South Carolina this fall, it, it was, it was crazy. My wife would attest to it as too. We went there not knowing what would happen. And it was like the greatest, like I said before, was the greatest reunion of all time. So anyway, it's a great group of people. It's a bunch of hardworking people. Not that other industries aren't hardworking, but it's just a solid bunch of dudes and girls. And girls, just put that in there real quick. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> for yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, and again, my thing with the industry, it, again, being able to like again just send you a message real quick and set this up, you know, it's been it's been phenomenal. And I know uh, I love your stuff and everything, and being able to talk about it is incredible. So I appreciate that. You know, um, Sam, you hear that? Your back hurts. You know, you shouldn't abandon <laughs> your teacher. Yeah, and, falling off a ladder. Yeah, ten yeah. feet off a ladder yesterday. Sam was supposed to help go. me. And he just abandoned me. Go. So thanks, Sam. 
<laughs> All the stories are fun too. I will say that. Bet. Uh, you bet. Yeah, for sure. Um, something else that I'm really interested in, again, a common theme yeah. from your uh, content, and we talked a little bit about this, but the relationship and the role it plays in work. And you were talking about being able to go down and just sort of having that um, instant connection. Again, seeing mm-hmm. it through Facebook, or not Facebook, sorry, Twitter, and having those relationships. Yep. What has it been like for you to, again, have the relationships go beyond just the business? You know, how important has that been for you as, again, a business owner and being able to say, hey, this isn't just about business. You, I consider a friend and everything along those lines. Right. Uh, Because, again, I'm sure you've had that. And if I'm wrong, I apologize. But you've had those moments with people. And what has that meant to you? Yeah, you know, I think you have to be a little careful in business. You know, customers are friends. Uh, you know, there, there's always a fine line between, you know, having great friends and, and customers as well. Sometimes business and, and personal doesn't mix. But uh, I've been in St. Louis for 25 years. So I, I know a lot of these guys when I was a superintendent and also now owning the business. Uh, so I have a ton of great relationship with those guys. I think one of the things that I, that I probably haven't said, Sam, is I think I said it earlier, uh, getting involved with your local association, volunteering for the work that, that nobody else wants to do, editing a newsletter, writing articles, being on a committee. Uh, you know, those are, those are some ways that I was able to develop relationships over years, over a lifetime. And I think those are critical to do. Uh, as far as Twitter relationships, if you want to call them that, uh, I think those guys have been, you know, more on the friend level because there's no obligation by them to, Hey, Paul, send me a couple bags of fertilizer. Hey man, get me some defoamer. So, uh, I actually have a group thread, which with, with a bunch of guys that, talking about life, raising kids about, about work, uh, and hell two of them are doctors. So it's, it's fun. It's fun to do that. So, uh, I've been lucky. I've been able to parlay the, uh, the Twitter nonsense into what I would call impactful friendships at this point. So. Absolutely. So another big thing about the Twitter and you, you spoke to it at the beginning of COVID you're, right. you're a musician. What uh-huh. was sort of what was sort of the driving force with all that, and how have you sort of seen that been playing a role in what you do? And Sam is a musician as well, so I'm sure he yeah. has some questions about that. So yeah, yeah. Well, that that has been so. I have two organic things in my uh, three. Uh, being a father, one. Uh, number two would be midlife, which is the band my wife and I are acoustic duo, and then Greenspro would be the other. Uh, you know, I guess when I was 39, I, I had a neighbor who was played guitar and his wife and he sang on, a, on an evening on the patio. And I walked home that night inspired and I swore to myself at that moment at the age of 39 or 38, I would teach myself to play the guitar, which I did. Uh, but I was also fortunate that Christy had sung in the choir at church for a bunch of years. Uh, and I also had a couple other friends that were, were playing guitar. So Christy and I just started playing uh, when they would take a break. And that has grown into, we almost, I think almost 185 times in 2019 uh, before COVID. So uh, no, the music has been, uh, been kind of my hobby outside of work. Well, not even a hobby, it's a business. But, you know, Christy and I raised three kids. They're all gone now, so that's kind of our uh, that's kind of our fun. Uh, we got two gigs this weekend, which will be fun, and then of course we're playing the closing ceremony in San Diego on Thursday. Um, so the music thing has been, I think, when you're a golf course superintendent, you got to have something else that you do, or you own a business, you got to have something you do that's for you, that's fun, and. And music has been uh, just a huge part of my life since I was a, a young man and, and continues to be that way right now. So uh, I go to a lot of horse shows 
that's okay. my hobby. I might, I yeah. want to make a business out of it, but yeah. uh, we, we usually bring a guitar in the trailer truck or something. Then yeah. we'll play at the end of the day when we're done in whatever barn we're in. Uh-huh. And it, it used to get some attention. It's, I mean, still does. Yeah. But, and also at the SFMA conference, uh, there was a song played at their closing ceremony and it was great. Yeah. It really, it brings people together. And if it it's for a business, then it will bring attention to that business. Right. So I guess my question would be when you didn't, when you started, it wasn't to bring attention to the business, right? It was just more of a hobby because yeah. that's how I think of it when I'm playing at a horse show. I'm just doing it because I like it. Right. Yeah. I, I never, uh, my intent was to have 10 songs to sing around a campfire with the kids. Uh, I never, I never would have dreamed uh, at this point we would, we would have played as much as we played. I mean, I've been, I play all, I think maybe up to 10 different States we played in. We do a bunch of corporate events, a bunch of private parties, uh, still go out to some bars on occasion. But uh, again, I'd like to tell you that people buy from me because I, my wife and I play in an acoustic duo, but that's not the case either. So uh, it has been a bridge to bringing myself joy and hopefully some other people joy along the way. But yeah, it's just, it's just fun. I love it. I was playing this morning. I was just playing right before the call here. So I, uh, I have it in my hands all the time. So I was texting Matt Lowell. (laughs) Earlier. Yeah, and he's like he's probably gonna want to play something on the podcast. I'm like I'm not gonna make him do that or ask him to do no. this. Um, no, but with everything you know, again relationships like that and everything. Yeah, what has it been for you, sort of getting to this point again, getting through COVID and all those different things? Um, what is it? Uh, what are you most excited about next week? Sorry, at uh, GIS, you know, being able to come back together in that sense and see people for the first time in two years, again, two years. Oof, geez, it's still crazy to say. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are you most excited for, for GIS? You, you know what? I'm really hoping for a repeat of South Carolina. Uh, and that is running into guys like yourself, Andrew. I mean, I love seeing my customers, but I see them, you know, I see them weekly. Uh, but to be able to run into to guys that I've gotten to know on Twitter, uh, I do enjoy seeing the some of the guys that we buy from a lot of times we don't get to see some of the guys that are up in management. Uh, we're in a, we're in a small group called Primeriturf, which is a small purchasing group for independent distributors. Uh, I always enjoy the education that goes on there. And then, you know, the trade show to me is still fun. I like walking around and seeing all the products, but I'm probably most excited about, I don't know. I'm looking forward to meeting Vince Gill. And uh, and I'm gonna uh, hopefully Amy Grant's there. Christy's a big Amy Grant fan, so meeting those two. Uh, I like talking to Red Evans, but I'm really excited about running into all these guys that have direct messaged me on Twitter and have been like, "Hey, man, I really appreciate your sales videos. I really appreciate your music videos." Uh, so I, I'm really excited about meeting a bunch of different people. That's awesome. Um, it's my first time going to the golf show, actually. Yeah. So I'm really excited yeah. to meet people that I've talked to and uh, learn. I mean, I've been a big sports field guy for a long time. And right. being a teacher and whatnot, it sort of brought me into sort of both sides of everything. And it's been really cool to, again, get to know people who, I mean, I, I've always said sports field, one field, maybe some, a couple more, but golf, right. 18 of them, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> understanding yeah. again, the level of difficulty and all that is just incredible from your mowing greens to fairways to tees to roughs. You have 15 different types of turf and I'm like, oh, God bless you all. You know, like this is crazy. Right. Um, right. And yeah, I mean, you'll love it. You'll love oh, it. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, any big plans for 2022, you know, going in, uh, obviously you were explaining it's been a gradual growth or anything. Is there anything you have planned? Uh, maybe social media, obviously end of the, the closing ceremony. That's awesome. Um, that's fun for this year. Yeah. You know, uh, again, a sales guy, you got to remember on, on January one, you're back to zero. So that's always the worst day in the world for a sales guy. So I got to keep pressing. I got to, I got to take care of what butters my bread, which is Greenspro. So we'll do that. 
Uh, Christy and I have started to do, uh, we have a, a son in Dallas and we have a daughter in Denver. So we've been doing some weekend trips uh, to see them, which has been enjoyable. Uh, I, as far as the social media, I have this, there's a pressure, which there shouldn't be. But now I've developed this pressure that Saturday morning, I got to, I got to come up with something that people enjoy that they think it's funny. So I don't know how long I can, I don't know how long I can keep coming up with, with goofy videos, but uh, maybe I, maybe I might just slow down a little bit on that. It's just, it's a lot. And I'm, I'm bound to get. I'm bound to get crushed here. I'm, I'm bound to have somebody just make fun of me or, or say something really mean and critical. But, uh, but no, I, I tell you what, I, I, I tell, uh, I tell Christy all the time, every day you get up, you got to press, you got to work hard, you got to set goals and you got to get after it every day, every day I wake up and you just got to get up and get after it. Love that. Cause it's, you can ask Sam, we had a conversation in class today. Oh, that wasn't his class, but we had a conversation in class today about that, you know, understanding that it's not just you get up and do what you want. You got to make sure you're working towards yeah. something, you know? So it is. I love that. Um, you know what? And, and Andrew, one thing I would tell you and, and Sam, it's all about the work. And, you know, when you, when you accomplish something and the things that are given to you, there's no pride, there's no joy, there's no respect, but the things you earn through day after day, goal setting, getting after it, making it happen, those are the ones that taste the sweetest. Couldn't agree with you more on that. We had a, so I worked at Virginia Tech and I had a, there was a sign right. walk in. Uh, I'm trying to remember the full quote, but it's. Was we Eric Irvin out there with you? Sorry? Eric Irvin. Still oh, Dr. Tech? Irvin was my professor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, I was. I think his last class before he went to Delaware. So yeah, doctor, okay. was my professor and advisor. There so, you go. All yeah, right. Great guy. Great guy. Um, I haven't talked to him in a while. I, that's, okay. that's something I probably right. should do. <laughs> Maybe he'll yeah. be out there. No. I never know. Yeah. Um, with everything uh, we put it, it was we, the willing helped the ungrateful do the impossible, you know, just that sort of has resonated with me through all of it, you know, as a sports field manager, as a golf course superintendent, you're doing all these right. things that no one recognizes. You sh they show up. I'm ready to play golf. Guess what? I don't care how I got ready. I'm just playing, you know, it's yep. just yep. so many things that people don't understand. And I feel like that's sort of our mission as our program is making people aware of it, you know, having pride in our field, having pride in our community. Providing mm -hmm. an opportunity, you know, and one of my big things, and it's been a top of a discussion with a lot of people is we're making memories for people, you know, right. Uh, the bottom of the seventh last year, we, it's not a good memory, but they gave up a grand slam to losing the state semis in our field. Like, right. Again, moments like that where memories are possible because of our kids work. So I try and make sure that they're aware of that when they get tired or when they're like a Miller, make a stop, please. <laughs> you know, yeah, yeah, those yeah, moments, absolutely. But. Um, we sort of wrap it up on these last two questions on our yeah. podcast. Um, if there was something you wish you knew when you first started, not to make, not to make things easier or anything like that, just something you wish you knew, what would that thing be and why? You know, I, I wish I would have been more confident as a younger person in, in, maybe taking some risks along the way and not playing it so conservative. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe that's one thing I would say. Uh, again, uh, I, I got a lot of buddies that have worked for the same company for, for 25, 30 years and that are just happy. Uh, you know, I wish I'd have known younger that, that, uh, did you watch the, uh, uh, who's the guy down in Florida, the old president? I can't remember his name right now. Uh, Darren Davis. He I did a little something on, yeah, he did a little something on superintendent yeah. network, but you know, he, you know, 10, when he first started, he had, had a guy tell him that you're in charge of your own destiny. And, 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 and that, that is, I wish I'd have taken that more to heart and, uh, maybe been a little bit more confident to set larger goals for myself 
and know that that I had that, that I could achieve them. So uh, maybe a little more confidence is, is which I w- w- would have had back then. All right, to wrap it up. Yep. I always we always ask this question as well uh-huh. for younger people. You know, maybe have been in the industry for a year, maybe less, or even students still in college or even high school. Is there any advice you have for them? Yes. Young, work harder than anybody else you're working with. Write as many thank you notes as you can possibly write. Never burn a bridge. Uh, Before you leave for the day, talk to boss man, talk to boss woman, ask them if there's anything else you can do. Take notes, read, read, read. And then any committee you can get involved with, any way you can network, meet people. Just if you're going to go into a a business, if you're going to go into an industry, go all in. That's good advice. Those those are the things that work for me. Oh, 100%. You know, and this day and age, I've talked about it with a few people. Kids really are misunderstood, you know, and uh, we talk about COVID having an impact on the world. I feel like this is the group that has been impacted the most. Um, right. With the loss of time, the loss of development, it's been hard for them and understanding their needs in the sense of where we're at and where we need to be. So it's right. been, it's been crazy, a crazy time, especially for education and whatnot. But uh, no, I- I, that speaks volumes to what, again, kids need to hear. And I really do appreciate that. I want to thank you so much for taking the time. It was great to have you on and really, we really appreciate everything. And I'll look you up when uh, on the, uh, maybe I'll see you on the trade show floor on Wednesday or. Yeah, it's Wednesday at 1030 AM at HH something. (laughs) I think it's on the trade show floor on the end. So I'll I'll let you know. Um, I'll probably come come see you before then. Uh, I'm sure I'm meeting up with Matt a couple of times. So. Maybe I'll see you around there. So, yeah. You got it. And then, Sam, you listen to Andrew and uh, keep getting after it. Yes, will do. Nice to meet you. All right, guys. Be 